Hi, everyone, and welcome to Sex Ed Shouldn't Suck. I'm Kaylee. And I'm Jen. And this week, we are talking to my friend Kelly, who, amongst other things, sells pictures of her feet online. <laughs> We're going to talk about things. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She does lots of stuff. You know, that's just one of the one of the things that a young entrepreneur like Kelly does. You know? <laughs> Enjoy. Enjoy. Welcome, Kelly. We're so glad you're talking to us today. How are you? I'm good, guys. How's it going? Thanks for having me. So we start off most of our interviews by asking our guests about their pronouns and sexuality, if you want to share those. Sure. I go by she, her, and I am definitely somebody who identifies as a straight female. Nice. (laughs) We have in our notes, straighter than a gator. <laughs> with eights instead of eight. all the letters. <laughs> That's not a lie. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit about where you grew up and what, if any, sex education you got. Yeah, actually, I grew up in an area of New York that's honestly known for having some of the best sex ed in the country, which you know, now when I think back onto it, especially in high school, they definitely did a better job than a lot of my friends received. Mm -hmm. But I grew up um, on Long Island in New York. And I think that coming from that area where there's a lot of money, there was also a lot of promiscuity between teenagers where I grew up. So everybody definitely did their, their best to make sure that everybody actually knew what was going on, which I feel lucky about. Mm -hmm. There were some quirky happenstances, obviously, in the curriculum that I had. But for the most part, I felt that I had some pretty good sex ed growing up, especially for my parents, along with, you know, the school system. Yeah. We do not hear that a lot from our guests. That's kind of amazing. I know. It's hard. It's weird. I mean, I really think it depends on, like, your teachers and the people that they are who's teaching the sex ed. Mm-hmm. And I happen to remember all of the teachers that, you know, taught those classes. I remember, like, enjoying and, like, thinking it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really good job of making, like, obviously other people in the class that were not as comfortable talking about this kind of stuff feel more comfortable. So, yeah. and I know that a lot of my friends cannot say that. So yeah, Mm -hmm. for sure. Do you remember any specific lessons you got that strike you now as good or, or some of the quirkier ones like you mentioned? Yeah. So it's funny because I, I wanted to bring this up, but I also wanted to make sure that I wasn't like, I don't know, making it up in my head because it's so (laughs) insane now that I think back to it, that I was, my sister visited me this summer. So I checked with her. I'm like, this happened, right? Like I'm not insane. So basically when, when we were kids and my mom, my mom also confirmed this because she remembers when I was in the fifth grade, receiving a letter from the school saying, we are going to show the kids, you know, boys and girls separately, their sex education videos. One will Mm -hmm. be about the female reproduction system. One will be about the male reproduction system, which they'll watch separately. And then the next one will be the AIDS presentation that they'll watch together and, you know, parents had a, an option to opt out, like if they didn't want their kids to 
know about that stuff. They easily mm-hmm. could have just signed this piece of paper, not signed it rather. And, mm-hmm. you know, their kids would have been excused from that. But my mom sure as fuck wasn't doing that. So, <laughs> you know, obviously I went in and I just remember, like, I, w- I grew with a theater kid growing up, you know? So, like, I saw Rent by the time I was eight. I obviously know what, I knew what AIDS <laughs> was. So when they showed us this presentation on AIDS, I was like prepared for it to be like a really solemn, like documentary type of thing explaining the AIDS <laughs> epidemic in the 80s, even though I'm in the fifth yeah. grade. I thought you were going to say you were prepared for it to be like rent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lots I of musical numbers. <laughs> oh my God, I would have died for that. But yeah, of course I was like hockey going into it being like, I said you know about AIDS. Like I don't need to watch this video. But this AIDS video was essentially a video of a, of a cute white picket fenced house in suburbia America. And a narrator comes on basically explaining that this house is your body. And in order to protect your house from AIDS, you have to keep your gate closed. And there's, you know, like showing the white picket fence gate, like swinging open. And what will happen (laughs) if the gate is left open is that the AIDS virus will come and take over your house. And the way the AIDS virus was depicted was like people wearing full body foam suits as like giant ants, like running (laughs) in and and like, you know, messing up the kitchen. Oh my God taking the bed sheets off the bed and jumping on the couch. Like what? Just the, like rock stars, I, like trashing a hotel yeah. room. Just yeah. That's <laughs> literally how they showed it. And they're like, so remember the only way to keep the AIDS out is to keep your gate closed. So like I literally remember, it was like a video from the eighties being shown what in like the mid 2000s. Yeah. That's not a good metaphor. It was a <laughs> yeah. terrible metaphor. I mean, I guess if you're a dumbass. I'm not even sure what it means. Does it mean wear protection or does it mean don't have sex? Like what? I don't know. If it was wear protection, they'd be like, put plastic on your sofa. Or like lock your (laughs) gate. I don't know. Maybe something like that. No, I definitely think like with how old this video was, it was definitely a message that was geared towards like abstinence. Yeah, that sounds like your gate closed. You keep your gate closed or the AIDS virus will come in. And that was considered great sex education <laughs> i was gonna say it's kind of funny that even like this progressive sex ed that was so much better than everyone else is still relying on fear and weird metaphors for people and viruses and bodies yeah like, why also we can't teach like uh any kind of sex ed without bringing the american dream and capitalism into it as well like the white picket fence and that was just like you know as young kids i think like the better of my sex ed obviously came from high school where Mm -hmm. I was, I think I was required to take two to three semesters of health or, you know, sex education. And like one semester in the, you know, the first half of the year would be like nutritional stuff. And then there'd be obviously the sex ed portion, which is like another quarter of the year. It was broken up, but Mm -hmm. that's a good amount. though. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, he was probably, I don't think it was like, you know, two to three semesters, like every four years of high school, but definitely two of my years in high school, I had like a decent amount of health instruction. That's nice. So yeah. Did you have specific health teachers teaching or like who was teaching? I remember in high school, there being a couple of teachers. I think that they actually taught health at like the multiple high schools within the district. Like they moved around, Mm -hmm. but I remember her just being like, 
fucking cool. (laughs) You know, one of the dickhead boys was like trying to make everybody uncomfortable or like laughing at like stupid ass shit. I loved how she made people feel embarrassed a little bit, you know, where she's like, I don't know why you're laughing. Like you could get somebody pregnant just like he can. I don't know why you're, what's so funny. Like I'm teaching her put condoms on. Yeah. In elementary school, it was the gym teachers, you know, I feel like it's always the gym teachers Mm -hmm. that end up teaching about sex. Like, because they're the only ones that are even mildly qualified. (laughs) Yeah. They like kind of do health stuff. Yeah. I feel like so many kids also like their gym teachers are like their fucking nightmares. As people sometimes, oh my God, I had a nightmare of a gym teacher in high school at one point. And it was like part of the gym curriculum that he taught, like focused on like caloric intake and shit like that. And I was just, yeah, it was fucking crazy. So I am glad that I was blessed with a non-gym teacher. I wonder why there was such a disconnect between your younger year education and high school. Maybe it's just they think it's... Like high schoolers are mature enough to get not just abstinence only or something. Yeah, I mean, I think it also comes down to like the school districts being afraid. Like they don't want to be, yeah. God forbid, a sixth grader gets pregnant, you know? Like, I mean, I know that's a horrible thing to think about, but it happens. So yeah. I'm sure they want to have all kind of plausible deniability when it comes to that shit. Well, if they looked at the yeah. science, they would learn that abstinence only does not actually give them plausible deniability, but people seem to think it does, <laughs> especially <know>. parents. <laughs> so you also said that you got some good sex ed from your parents as well. What was, what did they talk about with you? And, you know, I think it's, I was raised by two therapists, one of which being a behavioral specialist. And I think like, because I was raised to not keep secrets and to be open all the time with them, that it was a very Mm -hmm. natural thing that happened. Like, you know, my mom was always somebody who wanted me to be smart and, and knowledgeable and not get myself in a bad situation. And I will never forget when I told her that I lost my virginity you know, she, she was always deemed like the cool mom. Like she was always like really lax and, you know, just really just, you know, wanted everybody to be happy and have a good time. But when I told her that I lost my virginity, it was the first time she, my boyfriend came to the house. She sat both of our asses down on the couch and gave us a short, but important talking to about sex, which was basically no glove, no love, latex only. And if you get pregnant before you're an adult, we're all responsible for that. And she basically told him that he would be held responsible for that kind of thing. So nice. I think that also like the fact that I grew up in theater and stuff like that, like there were just so many things that I was exposed to earlier than most kids. Like I was nine years old sitting in the second row of the full Monty, you know, with my mother. (laughs) (laughs) One of those things that it was just, it was there and rather than trying to like change the truth about what I was seeing she was upfront and honest yeah so it made me more comfortable talking about this kind of stuff I literally think that had I not had the parents that I had that I would not be as comfortable talking about my sex life and my sex work and all of that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff yeah yeah that's so badass that she sat you and your boyfriend down. Like, I feel like so many parents struggle to just sit their kids down alone and have a talk with them about sex. But the fact that she was willing to not 
not like shame you, but just no, be like, hey, this is what you need to do. Yeah, and this, this is how, how I expect the situation to be handled. Yeah. yeah no. And I, I mean, she acknowledged the fact that, you know, this is a little weird, but we have to talk about it. Yeah. And I, I always appreciated her for that because that conversation has stuck in my head for a really long time for a reason. I can't really put my finger on why it mm-hmm. has, mm-hmm. but I think just that open line of communication it has formed me into the kind of communicator that I am today. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it wasn't really as much as like such as ed- sex education from them, but it's like, if I had a question, they were there to answer it truthfully mm-hmm. and fully. Yeah. 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 That's such a critical resource that yeah. so many kids don't get. Yeah. I definitely feel lucky. I mean, now that I'm an adult and I talked to so many of my other friends, my age, like about their upbringing, I, cannot believe some of the things I've heard about my friend's parents and some of the things my friends keep from their parents. I'm like, Oh my fucking God, I would literally die personally. I don't keep (laughs) secrets from my mom. So yeah, I I mean, I'm so happy that I never, I've never had like a lie to my mom about like going on a trip or who I'm spending my time with, you know, like that just doesn't feel good to me personally. Totally. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, We talk a lot on this podcast about the need for parents to set realistic expectations and have conversations with their kids, even if they are awkward. And it seems like such a simple and obvious solution to a lot of the issues, but man, a lot of people are just afraid that if you talk to your kids about having sex or set expectations around contraception and, and all of that, that you're condoning your kid having sex and they're going to be fucked up or something, which is not true. (laughs) Just not true. Um, So it's amazing to see that in practice. Yeah, Yeah. I I do. I remember other parents like shunning my mother because growing up, my sister and I, once again, like growing up in theater, we had plenty of friends that were not interested in women or girls. And when you spend so much time with people doing shows together, like they become your family, they kept become your best mm-hmm. friends. So word got out that my mother allowed a boy to sleep at my house, not in my room, not, in, not, you know, not together, but to sleep on my couch in the living room. Mm-hmm. And they like freaked out. There was like talk going around of like how my mother was a bad mother because she let her girls like have a boy sleepover and blah, blah, blah. Oh, oh my God. Bullshit. You know, people just can't mind their own damn business half the time. So That's yeah, so funny. Or like weirdly sexualized children. Like your mom was the one not sexualizing children. Everyone else was yeah. like, oh, what are they doing? What are those kids doing? Also, yeah, that totally so looks crazy. over the fact that like, if if you had an older brother and he had his friends sleep over, like why is that okay? Yeah, <laughs> and not <it's> sexual. Like, <laughs> ridiculous, ridiculous. People, quite honestly, right. Also, everyone's yeah. straight, right? So like having a boy at a girl's house is t- a total, <laughs> totally sexual thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. People just oh, like to gosh. be choosy and use things like that as a way to be scandalized. <laughs> yeah. Like you obviously have just never met a, a gay young man, you know, like, Oh no, no, no boy could be sure of his sexuality that early. You know, it may just be a phase, all that kind of stuff. Like, right. You know, it was kind yeah. of like insinuating that she was making it possible for the opportunity of me fooling around with the boy. How, how dare that possibility even be there? 
Right. They're so sure of his sexuality that he's straight, that you guys are going to hook up or something, but he can't be sure about his sexuality that he's gay. None of it makes any sense. None of it makes sense. I also love the ignorance (laughs) that teenagers don't find a billion other places to fool around in. (laughs) I will not name names. But there was a celebrity <laughs> that I went to high school. I mean, I went to school with. We were in different grades. Ooh. And long story short, she who shall not be named got caught giving head in the local Dozen Donuts bathroom. <laughs> That's like the most East Coast sentence I've ever heard in my life. A celebrity I went to school with got caught giving head in the Dunkin' Donuts bathroom. I love that for her. But anyway, it's just like if there's a will, there's a way. If a girl wants to suck a dick, she's going to find a place to suck a dick. Thank you. Know? you. It's You know, why do you think all these kids went to the movies for mm-hmm. first dates? It's so you could diddle one another in the dark. Like, Why do you, you think I wanted to walk saying? home from school when I could have had a ride? It was to stop yeah. in the park for some afternoon delight hello oh my (laughs) i didn't say i was classy right but that girl's mom was a good mom because she didn't let her daughter do that at her house she forced her to do it in the dunkin donuts bathroom yeah or to to do it in a park a public park where everybody in the world can see it oh my god we're behind a tree (laughs) i don't know if this story is actually real did that happen kaylee Yes. Did you have full-on sex behind a tree? No, no, no. I just gave okay. head. Okay. <laughs> Actually, you know, it might have, it might have just been a hand job. I don't remember. Oh. But it was something with a penis. <laughs> I was on magic mushrooms and I pissed behind a tree in a very open public park, like thinking <laughs> I was in the woods. <laughs> thinking I was in the woods. Oh my god. That actually sounds kind of nice. <laughs> It was not nice. No. Did you get I caught? I all over myself. <laughs> all over myself. <laughs> yeah, that anyway. sounds about right. You thinking you're in this like amazing lush forest and you're just going it's to the right. bathroom and then it's actually a public park and you're peeing it's on like yourself. It's like someone's front yard. <laughs> Literally a public park surrounded by streets in Wilmington, Delaware. Like... <laughs> Just like not there. Random, know? random not place. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's switch gears a little bit to some of your erotic footwork. <laughs> oh, it's erotic. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, midway through college, I needed money, <laughs> mm-hmm. as we all do. I was swiping on Tinder. And I found this profile basically saying, like, swipe right if you want to make money off of pictures and videos of your feet. So I was like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that. (laughs) And I swiped right. And I came into contact with somebody who lives in the UK who had a clip site. So basically, for every 10 to 15 minute clip, I would make. 20 to 30 dollars i'm not doing shit in these videos okay i'm wiggling, i'm wiggling my toes in my socks for 10 minutes yeah 10 minutes like kind of like you know you, you milk taking off the socks and things <laughs> like that you know you can you can put on layers you can put on like multiple layers of socks to, like, oh my god i love that people and 
you know, that, and there are other things too, you know, like people want to see dirty socks, people want to see dirty feet, people want to like hear you basically mocking them for wanting to stare at your dirty feet, things like that. And that was fine with me, you know, I have no problem with that. But obviously, like, yeah, wiggling your toes for 10 minutes is like a little taxing on the body, I guess. So, <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I started like searching around and realizing that I could make so much more money for selling used items. Uh-huh. So I kind of like quickly moved out of the clip content creation because it was just really time consuming and I wasn't worth the money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I really mostly got into selling used items such as socks and underwear um, and pantyhose. And there were things that I allowed my clients to basically add on, you know, did they want me to work out in the socks? Do you want me to like get my feet disgusting before putting the socks on? If they want photos in the items, if they want other add-ons, you know, like I basically created an entire menu for people to customize the experience as much as they wanted. Mm -hmm. You know, once the deposit was paid, they got to pick out their pairs of underwear or their socks. I had a gifting, I don't want to say gifting program, but I did have, you know, something listed on my menu basically saying like, Hey, if you want to gift me a pair of underwear or socks, I'll do whatever you want them and like send you a picture. I don't know. Like note, note that I'm never showing my face in any of this. Yeah. My, my identity is completely hidden, which is the way I want it. You know, this yeah. is the way I've yeah. always wanted it. It, it it feels completely safe for me. It feels almost a little cathartic for me, you know, like I'm being really sexy and I'm making other people like feel sexy while completely maintaining my sense of self because, yeah, you know, nobody knows who I am. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was powerful. It was like a powerful feeling that came to me throughout that. I started, you know, racking in like five to $600 a month in Hell college, yeah. nice. you know, just yeah. like, selling anywhere between two to five pairs of socks and underwear a month, you know, like like you're going to wear those anyway, right? Might as well. I literally am going to wear them anyway. Yeah. And it it did, it it got more, a little more complex as time Mm. went on because obviously OnlyFans became a thing. Yeah. And it was one of those things that exploded. Um, No hate to OnlyFans at all. I love women who are making money for themselves or men, men, men and women, do it all but it definitely made it like I needed to step my game up if I was to keep making money so you know I went as far as like getting a vacuum sealer from a neighbor at one point like sealing that shit up to keep all the good stuff inside um (laughs) you borrowed the vacuum sealer from a neighbor I didn't borrow it they were like somebody was giving it away on like the local Facebook page and I'm like Fuck yeah, I'm about to like $100 right now. Like, give me that That'd shit. be hilarious. You're like, thanks, Karen. I just need this for a few hours. <laughs> Steal my, That's steal my undies up. Um, yeah, actually. Uh, <laughs> where are you sending those? Oh, it's just a really intense cleaning service, Karen, my neighbor. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Neighbor Karen, Karen thank my you. neighbor. Oh, my God. At that point, you should just tell her you're selling weed, right? Like... Just be like, these are for my drugs that I'm selling. I Thanks, may as well. <laughs> so, I mean, obviously, selling garments online is a lot more work than just taking pictures and 
wearing something Mm -hmm. and sending it to the post office. Was there a lot of interfacing with clients involved? No, I I was, you know, there, everybody has a different way of doing this kind of work. And Uh I was in college. I was busy as fuck. Like it was one of those things that I was doing because like, I didn't have to have face to face interaction with anybody. Well, not face to face, but like texting. Oh, but you mean like virtual? Yeah. I mean, there were all kinds of services I offered, especially in college, you know, the services dwindled down as I moved out of college and like, you know, began my adult life. Yes. Moved into semi-retirement. <laughs> yeah. Semi-retirement for sure. Yes, absolutely. It's it's one of those things where like, there's something called a GFE, you know, a girlfriend experience. Mm-hmm. So there were people who really just were lonely and wanted somebody to talk to and like really listen. And, you know, I would offer up like a whole day. Hey, you want to text me for the day? You want to be able to have a conversation with me intermittently throughout the day? Like you mm-hmm. would with a, a partner, you know, that that was 120 for the day, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. And I was on my phone anyway, you know, like yeah. I literally could be on my phone, like texting my friends that I'm texting some dude about his divorce and making over a hundred dollars off of it throughout the day. So you know, there was plenty of interaction. It really like, it has to be customizable. Your clients have to be able to choose what they want to kind of be able to like really have a say, feel like they're involved with you. Yeah. And then once that trust is kind of built and that relationship is built up, you know, you just end up making more money off them. I know that sounds (laughs) horrible, but that's the truth. You know, the more they know you, the more they feel that connection to you. Like, a lot of these people really do just like want to help a girl out. You know, they have this like want to help this tired student out with money, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, it really was up to them. That's true for anyone who has to build a clientele, right? Like that's true for artists and hairdressers and anyone who's like an independent business person, right? You you build a rapport, you build up a a Rolodex and you, you make money off of those people. That's how you live. So. Right. And that's why, even though I'm not like currently selling and creating content, mm-hmm. I have like, you know, my accounts on my socials. I still post to my Reddit because at the end of the day, God forbid something happens and I like lose my job. Like I could probably start posting regularly again. I'm like, mm-hmm. I have been where I've been posting every couple of months. If I start posting regularly on my Reddit, on, you know, my Instagram, you know, I'll probably have clients coming in within a week of week or two of, you know, working that up. They need to see you're active. And it's just like such an awesome community, especially on Reddit, because there's mm-hmm. whole sub communities of people who are actually looking to buy and to sell these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And the moderators that run those communities have like an excellent vetting process mm-hmm. for everybody involved. So mm-hmm. they know that I'm actually here to sell things. I'm that I am who I am, but that they also know that the buyers who are looking to buy from these, you know, women and men on the internet are legit and do actually want to buy and look for these kinds of things. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I was actually going to ask that. Does, is there a lot involved with your side of, of vetting people? Do you have to deal with creeps or people that are just trying to waste your time and get your attention without actually buying anything? Oh, yeah. All the time, all the yeah. time. 
it's one of those things where if somebody new hits me up, you know, of course I'll be like, hi, like, how are you? And then it's a pretty immediate, like, are, you know, can I help you? Like, would you like to see my menu? You know, if the answer is yes, I send the menu over and then I, I make it very clear that, you know, if you would like to work together, anything that you order, there is a deposit up front required. Nice, that's and smart. if you're down to pay the deposit, then let me know. Uh, but, you know, a lot of people, they are like, and they, you know, they completely ignore the fact that I send the menu and they just like want to talk to me. I don't respond mm-hmm. to any of that. Unless you're telling me that you're ready to send me some money at the <laughs> moment. Like, I'm really not interested. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially on Instagram, things like that. Like, people can, you know, snap you up the dick pic and things like that. But Instagram does a really good job, too, I think, of protecting people at this point by, you know, filtering messages from people that you don't follow, by mm-hmm. being able to recognize that there's probably a picture of genitalia, so they blur it out and at least give me a warning when it's sent, things like that. So I really, yeah. you know, when it comes to vetting, like, I'm, I don't want to meet any of these people in person. I don't plan to ever really do that. Yeah. But yeah, I definitely like money first. That is my <laughs> motto. I don't, I don't start work on anything until I have that deposit. Mm-hmm. Because it's my time. What am I going to go do? Work out in the same pair of underwear three days in a row, only to yeah. not get paid? Like, that sucks. You know, that's pretty gross. Right. <laughs> so it sounds like you spend a lot of time making sure that you stay anonymous and also stay safe. So part of that is probably not meeting up with people in person is, you know, going mm-hmm. to make you stay a lot more anonymous and a lot more safe physically. And it sounds like not having any identifiable marks or in or your face or anything in your photos. Is is there anything else you do to kind of navigate that space in a way that makes you comfortable? Yeah, you know what it is? It's like there are a bunch of people who look if, if I was down to meet in person, like I wouldn't have a day job right now. You know, there are so many men and women who are looking to meet up in person for feet worship sessions. What would that entail? Feet worshiping can be anything from stepping on somebody's face to crushing their balls with your feet to, you know, walking outside in the city for an hour only to have them, you know, lick your feet clean. Like it really could entail anything. I I have had requests for crazy shit. Like I I feel like I am deep. I am a prude in the world of sex work. Like (laughs) there are just what have you turned down? Oh my god! Yeah, I want to hear more. (laughs) Oh my god! Okay, so early. This is pretty early on when I was working for the clip. The you know the clip site. The guy who was buying content from me was basically like, I have somebody who is looking to buy videos just for themselves, not for the site. But they want to basically send you live cockroaches for you to stomp on. No. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not happening. Absolutely not. Oh, it's not going to happen. Barefoot or in shoes? So originally oh, he was asking barefoot. And then he's like, please, like you could even do it like in shoes. And I still, I was like, are you fucking kidding? Like you'd have to fly me to Guam for me to do that. First of all, because I don't want cockroaches anywhere near my house. Second of all, I'm not fucking doing that. I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, are you fucking crazy? Okay, oh. but how much was he going to pay for that? That's God. a good question. It was, it was, uh, it was not enough. <laughs> 
What would be enough, Jen? What's your number? I yeah, want to know. What's the number? I'd do that what's for like a thousand dollars if I could wear shoes. So oh, he definitely okay. was not offering that. So what about without shoes? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that one would be a lot more. Honestly, money. I would. Uh, I don't know. I I want to say I would do that without shoes for a thousand dollars because I don't know. Like a thousand dollars would be I'd cool, probably, but like ah, I don't know. Ugh. Without shoes, you would do it for a thousand dollars. No, I'd probably do it for like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, honestly, hundred thousand dollars. Oh fuck yeah! Bugs. Okay, could in. you could you even kill a cockroach by stepping on it with your bare feet? Like, yeah, like that's the problem. Would it still be no. crawling around? Oh. <laughs> no, it would just no, like no, ooze no. ooze its insides out all over your feet. It's, I thought it was like only a nuclear blast can kill a. Oh, no, they live through nuclear blasts. Do you really think I'm going to kill it with my feet? That's another thing is that of course they were asking to like see my feet after <laughs> after the massacre. You know, like things like that. Can you just outsource that part of the job? Just be like, sure, I'll do it, and then find. <laughs> You're like subcontracting the subcontractor, (laughs) the subcontractor, subcontractor. You know what I'm jealous of? I'm jealous of the people out on the internet right now who are selling their trash. Like, like surprise bags of my trash. And I'll, you know, they'll put like a tampon in there, like a used tissue and, you know, like a sucked on lollipop stick. And uh, they're going for like, I mean, it depends on the size of the bag. Like, obviously, like the more that's in the bag, the more expensive it is. But women are selling their trash for five to ten dollars a bag. And they're like, obviously, like, you know, gorgeous people that are selling their trash. <laughs> but I mean, I just, is that worth the cost of shipping? I feel like it would cost five bucks to send the person in the post no office is idea. like, what are, what are you shipping? And you're like, media mail. <laughs> And you can see, you can, like, there's a whole sector of TikTok of women that, like, are, like, or, or, I, I, I hate just pointing out women. I, I have happened to see this happen with women more than I have seen it with men, but I'm sure that there are people buying men's trash out there as well. I get but a yeah, lot of that for videos. free from my partner. <laughs> yeah, you know, there are videos of, you know, people just packing their trash bags to send off to their clients and... I'm jealous of that. Like, please take my trash for money. What if you try try it? I've I just you know that is really something that your face has to be involved in <laughs> because they want to know that like this trash is coming from this like gorgeous person. I think that's like part of the appeal of it. You know, like that's true. people are like, look at my trash. Like, <laughs> Who wants my used tampon? And like, I just. Oh my God. You know, it's just like, there's a whole, that's like, once you get into camming and doing videos and stuff like that, that's where your personality really has to shine. And I'm in a place in my life where I don't necessarily feel like I have the energy to do that. However. Oh, my partner and I have recently been discussing starting a sneaky, a sneaky fans page. Ooh. Um, together? You know, they'd be, well, they'd be creating, helping me create content sometimes together, but also sometimes really of myself. We're, we're still in discussions of it, you know, like we're still talking about how are we going to do this in a way that makes me feel safe, but also yeah. like we can capitalize off of it. Mm-hmm. And I think like, a bunch of wigs are going to be involved in like fun makeup and stuff like that. Yes. I'm definitely hoping that that will be off the ground come like early 2022. Ooh. So if you guys have a Patreon, I don't know if you guys do that. 
Yeah. So maybe your Patreon, your patrons, you know, will get a link to my sneaky link. Ooh, I love that. That's a good reason to sign up for our Patreon, folks. Sign up, (laughs) y'all. Sign up, y'all, to see me in some like Princess Mononoke cosplay. Oh my god, (laughs) that's amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And feet, obviously. Yeah, I definitely am toying with the cosplay idea. So you know, more to come on that. Hopefully, in twenty twenty two, we'll see what happens. I'm obsessed with that idea. Oh, you're art directing. Yes, yes, yes. Do you do cosplay nor like outside of? I literally do not. Okay, so this would be like a new you. How fun! Something new to try, just like. I follow a lot of really awesome uh, creators and influencers right now on Instagram. One of them being like, you know, uh, Double D Bree and Waifu Mia. And they like really capitalize off of being like real life anime girls. And they are Mm -hmm. so hot. And I'm (laughs) just like, I want to do this. Yeah. I'm like, I know I can do it. Oh, Yeah. We're getting a little long here. Jen, do you want to wrap up the episode? Yeah, absolutely. We usually end our episodes asking our guests if they wish their sex education experience had been different and what they wish they had learned now that they've you know, had sex and had some experience out in the world. I think that my biggest thing is that I wish not, yeah, obviously that sex ed is is important, but I wish that more people now, and especially when I was in school, roped in um, the fundamentals of relationships in sex ed. I think Mm -hmm. that a lot of young people go into relationships with unrealistic expectations or like really not knowing how to, you know, use the fundamental building blocks uh, to build a steadfast relationship. So, you know, I just wish that was talked about more Because at the end of the day, you know, you can't have safe sex if the relationship isn't like steadfast and strong. So I wish that that was a little, you know, talked about a little more. We need to talk about how how we can form healthy relationships with one another, both intimate and platonic. Mm -hmm. I'm totally with you there. 100%. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. 100%. We did an episode on relationship education in sex ed. So, yeah. 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 Relationship education. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Should I get into asthma? Oh my God. ASMR. Yes. Feet asthma. Yes. Feet um, asthma. Stay tuned. That has to be a thing already. Oh, totally. Yeah. Tapping your toes. Oh, yeah. Or, the, yeah. or your toenails. Ooh, tapping your toenails on a mic. Clipping your toenails. Oh, Ooh, the clipping. <laughs> And then you could sell the toenail clippings. Yeah, I was just going to say, sell your toenail clippings, ladies. You you trim those pubes, sell those too. Yeah. Why throw them away? (laughs) That's like throwing away cold hard cash. Yeah, basically. (laughs) Just got to find the right person who wants to buy it. Well, Kelly, thank you so much. I, I like ending it on that advice is is perfect. <laughs> Solid. <laughs> thank you so much for joining us today. This I I can't wait. I can't wait to put this out and have everyone hear about the cockroaches. <laughs> but people, I really want people to send me their price that they they would they would do that for. Oh, yeah. So I want to know people's numbers. I want to yeah. know the numbers. Thank y'all for having me. This was a blast. So fun. And I will I will be back. 
Hey folks, if you were absolutely titillated by Kelly's interview, I know that I was, we are going to be having her sneak OnlyFans link in our Patreon. So be sure to sign up for our Patreon now and you can check that out. Again, you can find that at sexedshouldntsuck.com. There's a link to our Patreon or if you go on Patreon, you can just look it up. If you guys want to tell us how much you enjoyed this episode or you want to say hi, please reach out to us at hello at sexedshouldntsuck.com or you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at sexedshouldntsuck. Also, check out our website at sexedshouldntsuck.com. Jen, I have an exciting announcement. Do you? I do. Not only is it my birthday month this month, but the first day of spring is also in two days on March oh 20th. Yeah. And we have, did you know that we have something really cool planned in honor of the first day of spring? I did know that, but I will act like I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't, Kaylee. What? What is it? Well, in honor of the new season, the season of horniness, we are releasing some <laughs> exclusive spring-themed merch. It's got flowers, Whoa. it's got a bird, and it's got a bee. All in honor of the birds and the bees. That's like a that's like a sex reference, right? You know? Yeah, it's a sex thing. <laughs> yeah. So you can well, uh, check that out on our store at sexedshouldn'tsuck.com slash shop. Or, you know, just you can fucking find it. You all know how to use the internet, right? Yeah, just like click yeah, around. Yeah, just go find our shop. You can do it. But mm-hmm. it's not there today. It won't be there tomorrow. But it will be there on March 20th, the first day of spring. So make sure you go check out that cool new design it's gonna be on a sweater and on a sticker and maybe some other stuff so go peep that if you want to see the style that it's in you can check out the artist that designed it their name is kiki they're a tattoo artist up in northern california and you can find their instagram at kiki underscore tattoos so definitely go check that out it's a truly truly gorgeous design honestly i want to buy everything with that on it even though i can only buy a sweater and a sticker but i'm gonna buy maybe more (laughs) maybe more Mm. maybe oh we also have a newsletter totally forgot to mention (laughs) that as well we have a newsletter on substack kaylee writes most of the content for it it's amazing beautiful content every month so please subscribe to that as well yeah and finally thank you kent for mastering our sound we appreciate you Join us next week when Kaylee tells us all about sex in ancient times. Ooh, I can't wait to learn about it. Who's Kaylee? Who's Kaylee? Who's Kaylee? Kaylee. Kaylee. She sounds hot. (laughs) Uh, She has her moments. Most of the time, not really. But like 7% of the time. Yeah, she's pretty hot. (laughs) Wow. Friends really tell it like it is. Thank you, Jen. Sorry, I'm just thinking of of whoever the computer scientist was who had to train the AI to like recognize dicks in the dick things. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was your you. job. They had to go label a whole data set of like this is a dick. Nope, this is a hot dog. This is <laughs> <laughs>